together and uh, and I say kudos to you for that everyone I'm a guest host tonight I am as disappointed as you are but uh, Cameron and Rhea I believe are getting married Um, hopefully in their the most conservative jurisdiction that they could find I say force it down their throats that's my stance no matter but uh, in the meantime I am here and uh, and so uh, let's um, let's commence uh, now. Uh, I also host a show of my own, and uh, and when I host that show, I generally like to start things off with a little bit of what I like to call uncomfortable crowd work. Um, so um, so let's get started. Did you guys do anything fun today? Anything fun? Okay. Um, that's that's not fun. What was traffic court like? Very, very interesting. Oh, so what? Why? Why do you go to traffic court? To contest a ticket, which you should do. Okay. Time you get one. Sure. All right. That's very already annoying of you, but uh, <laughs> it is. I'm. Uh, is it? Uh, no, but it, did you think you got it unnecessary? Like, was, was it a parking a ticket or a, a traffic it was, violation? It was a, a traffic violation. Okay, and what did you do? I apparently uh-huh. did not. Allegedly. Allegedly, we could assume you did, did not, but... Uh, I did not stop at the red light to get on the freeway. Okay, okay. In my defense, I didn't know the red lights were operational. Well, that's bullshit. Uh, that I was with you for a second, and then you made that comment, and the judge knows you're lying now. So I'm sure you're still paying the ticket. What happened? What What did happen? So it's uh... it just my arraignment. So you have to. Oh wow! Yeah. It's they really make it difficult, don't they? So I, I pled not guilty, mm-hmm. and I have, my trial date is set for March 23rd. Okay, and. Uh, and and if you are found that you were still guilty, you are executed. Is that correct? But she's calling on you as a witness. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Well, good luck with that. Uh, <laughs> since I don't like traveling more than a mile from where I live. Let's keep going, everyone. Uh, anything else fun? Anything? Uh, thank you, by the way, for that contribution. I appreciate it very much. No, it was. It was fine. It was good. It was really good. No, it was great. Thank you. Anything else? Anyone else do anything like weird today, or uh, anything we should celebrate? Perhaps a birthday, or a. All right, show's over. Thanks, everyone. See you. See you later. Um, all right, fine. I'll tell you a little bit more about myself. Uh, I uh, I've been seeing the same therapist. Um, oh, thanks. Appreciate that. Uh, appreciate you laughing at that. For uh, about three years, 
And I recently uh, decided to make small talk before our most recent session, and I asked him what neighborhood in L.A. he lives in, and he told me, quote, I don't feel comfortable telling you that. <laughs> well, that's the new lowest point of my entire life. That perhaps the man who knows me best in the world thinks I'm such a frothing lunatic, I can't be trusted with vague geographic information. If I've admitted to you that my first wet dream was to Bob Vila, the least you could say is downtown. How about that? Um, I cry way too much, and I know you see me up here on stage in my slim fit, Uniqlo jeans, light blue, hipster coat, and you say, how could this guy possibly be such an emotional train wreck? So I generally like to have a competition with the crowd. In a moment, I'm going to have everyone raise their hands. We're going to play three rounds. I will explain an event that's happened to me. If it has also happened to you, leave your hand in the air. If it is not, put it down. And in the end, I think we will know who is the king and or queen of emotionality, everyone. So if you would, everyone, please put your hands in the air. Round one. <clears throat> How many people here were held back in kindergarten? No. Because they were emotionally behind. Oh, good. Just us. Just two. Two for two right now. Uh, they don't hold someone back unless they're absolutely positive they're making the right choice. And I had this thing where I hated being disconnected from my mom for any length of time, regardless of the circumstances. So I would do whatever it would take to be reunited with her again. Like, remember those kids who came to school, like, just to throw up? That they always had like a juice stain right there, maybe a, a rat tail in back. That was me. All right, so we got a, a two-way tie for first place right now. Everyone, round two, please put your hands in the air. How many people here, upon finding out that their neighbor's dog had died, creeped everyone out by crying more than the neighbors? Oh. Two for two, two for two. In my defense, my neighbors are cold, heartless bastards. And I have an unhealthy attachment to literally every single dog I've ever seen in my entire life. She <laughs> fun fact about me, the closest I ever came to a fist fight was in Silver Lake when a guy wouldn't let me pet his dog. So let's keep that in mind. Everyone throw your hands in the air. <clears throat> How many people here once cried during a job interview? <laughs> I win. In my defense, I'd had a really long day that day. Long and emotional. The guy doing the interview uh, kind of looked like my grandfather, who is still alive. I don't know why that was such a... <laughs> It was such a big deal, but it was. Um, huh, I uh, weather's been sort of up and down earlier to oh, let me take a drink of this actually. Mm. Delicious. Um, <laughs> weather's been up and down. Earlier today, I was at the grocery store, uh, 
and I was wearing a sweater. I was wearing this T-shirt with a sweater over it, but it was like super hot in the grocery store for some reason, so, and I was in line. So I took off my sweater, but I made that rookie mistake of not grounding my T-shirt to my jeans first. So I just took my shirt off. <laughs> in front of, oh, eight strangers. And the cashier actually stopped to say, are you okay? (laughs) To which I responded with, who here wants to dance? (laughs) Then I left. Then I left. (laughs) Um... I've uh, I've lived in L.A. for a little while now. I feel like uh, like everyone in L.A. is always talking about like movies and shit, and I've, I I don't know. I feel like I'm kind of dumb when it comes to movies. Like I never I never get like symbolism or anything. Like I was talking to a friend and we were talking about Silence of the Lambs, and I'm sure you're familiar with that film. It's a good movie. And he was talking about. It, he's like, you know that scene in the movie. Where the bad guy, he puts his penis and testicles between his legs. That's supposed to represent his metamorphosis from crazy to completely unhinged. I was like, oh, is that what that meant? Because I did that yesterday. (laughs) And I walked around the kitchen. I showed my neighbor. Um, Actually called the Easter basket, everyone. It's fun. You should try this. I learn something every day, right? <laughs> learn something new every day. Um, <clears throat> look, this is my philosophy when it comes to internet passwords. I have the same password for every website in the world because I feel that if you learn that password, you've earned access to the $18 of my bank account and access to every gay porn site in the world. Uh, in fact, I'll give it to you right now, guys. You guys ready? This is my password for everything. Ready? Puppy Dog 23. That's my password. <laughs> Go have fun. My dad is of the other philosophy that you need a different password for literally every single website that you access, and you have to specifically encrypt them all in a notebook that you keep under lock and key. (laughs) When I was home last, I found the notebook on one of the pages. It just said 12 fib. Fib, I found out, was shorthand for the Fibonacci sequence. Which is an infinite series of numbers. And if you take the first 12 and you multiply them together and then square root that, that is the password for his Netflix account. (laughs) And you should be happy to know I did the math, showed my work, hacked in, and removed Sister Act from his queue. All right, everyone. Let me ask you an important question. How are you feeling about this show right now? You feeling pretty good? (laughs) I know I'm the worst at getting people excited, but, but I'm only doing this once, so we have to get a little bit more excited because we have such a fantastic show ahead of you. Are you guys ready? I mean, come on. Coming to the stage first, she is so funny and truly a legend. Uh, everyone, please welcome to the stage, Maria Bamford. Thank you. 
connect as much as I normally would. I know you. That's my friend Mia. Thank God you're here. Otherwise, otherwise, what, what would this mean? Um, did you know that on Netflix it is possible to run out of genocide documentaries? <laughs> and you got to fill your queue with something, and they kept suggesting in my queue to watch a, a reality program, Say Yes to the Dress Atlanta. <laughs> the show, uh, young ladies go shop for a gown for the nuptials. And it is very similar to a genocide documentary. <laughs> in that no one is learning from history. It's my day. It's, it's the most important day in a woman's life. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. <laughs> no, I'm just jealous of their pretty dresses. <laughs> I recently got married. I was an old bride. Oh, it's a, is it a specter from the attic? And, um, <laughs> and we have been having my husband Lots of sex, a lot of fudging and wedging and lotions and potions and unguents and poultices and jams and jellies and sauces and salsas and mustards and custards and oh, foams and soups and smoothing milks and hustle bustle, hustle bustle, hustle bustle. Hammer, anvil, hammer, anvil, hammer, anvil! Nothing's been consummated. Uh, <laughs> but we have been doing some furious hand-holding, and our palms are raw with desire. <laughs> um, I love him so much, and um, I, uh, I, need, I need to find a way to show people how much I love them, despite all my words and actions. <laughs> and... Uh, you know, I say that I love people. I say that I love my nieces and nephews. But is that what I say when once a year I snail mail them a box of wigs? Does that really make up for the fact that I never make eye contact and I'm still not clear on their names? Hey, Nylon. Where's the, where's the littler one? Has you gotten any bigger... I have a dear friend who I know, I know she has a flip phone, and yet I continue to send her emojis <laughs> of eggplants and basketballs and pieces of pizza, knowing that all she sees are squares. <laughs> you sent me a lot the other day. I wish I knew what it was. I bet you do. Why don't you upgrade to an iPhone? Um, it's just simply unkind. Um, my, uh, my husband has noticed some things about me. Uh, I like to uh, leave food, uh, beverages, caps off, torn open, around. And uh, he said very kindly, very sweetly, why? And I said, because I'm a raccoon. I need to get in there, okay? Get what's good. 
be on my way. <laughs> oh, but what if it could stay on? Uh, or if you get sick? Were you not listening when I just mentioned that I'm a raccoon? I can digest ceiling tile. I just need to fill this up. Get back to the river with my friends. Did you just bring an old salad to bed? It's nighttime. I'm awake. Um, oh, I do love... So, uh, oh, yes. I'm going to tell you. There, um... Her friend is always trying to get me to do stuff. Maria, do you want to go horseback riding? Okay, what, what, what is it? <laughs> you go on a horse on a dusty trail with two lesbians who used to be a couple, but now they run a small business together, <laughs> and horses bite. Okay. okay, I'll go once, but I'm going to cry all the way there. I'm going to need a peanut buster parfait on the way back. Hot fudge peanuts, ice cream, hot fudge peanuts, ice cream, hot fudge peanuts, ice cream, topper. <laughs> Maria, do you want to go swing dancing? Are people still doing that? <laughs> the war is over. <laughs> There's plenty of pantyhose for everyone. It's on Sundays every day from 2 to 4, just when you don't want to do anything. And it's side, side, back step, side, side, back step. I'll go for four years, but that is it! <laughs> you want to go to a fitness boot camp? It's every day at 6 a.m. because they're trying to get you into a shape. And you run and you run and you run and there's no game element to distract you from the fact that you're running and you're running and you're running. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go every day for five days. Day five, Tanya. I don't know what's going to be Tanya. He's going to say, Okay, Maria, I want to see you push it. And I'm never gonna go again. But will you forget to cancel the automatic debit coming from your checking account and pay for it for the next two years? Of course I will. I love you so much. I do, I do, I do. Okay, um, so there was that. Oh, my, um, my, uh, one of my nephews, he's doing a, a Flat Stanley thing. So I was wondering, if, could you take a picture of Flat Stanley? Somebody, um, uh, well, ask my friend Mia uh, to take a picture of Flat Stanley uh, doing stand-up um, up here. Because he does stuff, he does stuff. Look at his sister, he's doing stand-up. <laughs> Isn't that just how it goes? You try to be a good relative and then, oh yes! (laughs) (laughs) 
Mia Dyson, everyone. Uh, delightful, fantastic musician in her own right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank you so much for uh, letting me perform for you. Um, I'll leave with the song. Is there enough time for that or no? It's okay if I don't? Okay. Uh, my husband and I are going to couples therapy. Uh, we don't know if it's helping, but um, we have written a song about it. Cheryl Hersham, Cheryl, Cheryl Hersham, Hersham, Cheryl Hersham, Hersham. You go to Cheryl Hersham because she reflects what your partner's saying back to you. And it takes the, 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 the weirdness out of conflict because it, it normalizes it. Cheryl Hersham, Cheryl, Cheryl Hersham, Hersham, Cheryl Hersham. Scott freaked out because I locked him in the garage by accident for two hours and he's like, oh my God, I'm with, with somebody who doesn't even notice I'm not there. And I told Cheryl Hersham and she kind of giggled with it and he was irritated. But then we all left. Cheryl Hersham, Cheryl Hersham, Cheryl Hersham, I freaked out because Scott peed in the backyard and I'm like, oh my God, are we going gray gardens here? Are you going to start collecting wet newspapers and box tops? And then I tell Cheryl Hersham, she said, oh, my son sometimes pees in the backyard and it scares away his deer. And I'm like, do you live in Altadena? Like, what are you? She has long silver hair. You can tell she sets in hot rollers because she fucking cares about herself. And she has a Thomas Kincaid painting, painter of light, Christianity. But don't judge her for that. That comforts people. And in her waiting room, there's a 14 copies of a magazine called Bipolar. And I was like, hey, can I have one of those? And she said, no. Every time I we go to Cheryl Hersham, we can't remember the code to get in. Is it four zero zero two? Is it two zero zero four? I thought you wrote it down. I put it in my phone, but you didn't bring your phone because I thought we were supposed to spend more time together mindfully and get off of our social apps. It's your fault. It's your fault. Wait a minute. It's our fault. We can solve this together. We're a team. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Maria. Well, coming to the stage next, uh, we're going to keep the show moving. You guys ready for your next performer? Oh, she's so funny and talented. Everyone, please welcome Courtney Carwall. Hi, everyone. Oh, for a second, I was like, all ladies in the front row. Nope. <laughs> That's great. I kind of hope maybe you'll look at my jawline and be like, maybe later, I'll talk to you. Maybe. Um, before I get started real quick, can everybody see me? All right, cool. Just wondering because my jacket. Um, great. Cool. She likes it. Uh, you guys, earlier today, I went to the store and uh, I was talking to my clerk, Lenny Snipstad, and he was telling me, he was like, you should really go back and get the hummus because I had some carrots. And I was like, okay, I will. And he was telling me that it was a really great snack. So then I went back and I got the carrots and the hummus. And then like later that day, I was in my apartment, you know, and I was sitting and I was like, I'm kind of hungry. So I went into my fridge, and I opened up the fridge door, and I pulled out the carrots and the hummus. And I set the carrots and the hummus on the counter, and I just started eating it. I was like, ah, oh, this is a great snack. Thanks. Thanks, Lenny. And like, I was just eating the carrots and the hummus, and I was just like, this is such a good snack. And I was like, you know what? 
I need a plate. So then I grabbed a plate from my cupboard, and I set the plate on my counter, and I just put, like, some carrots on the plate and then some hummus. And then I just started dipping the carrots in the hummus there. And I was like, you know what, <laughs> Courtney, you should really sit down. So then I took that plate of carrots and hummus, and I went over the table, and I sat down. I just started eating a snack. And then I was like, ooh, you know what? I think you've had enough carrots and hummus. So then I put the carrots and the hummus back in the fridge, you know? And it wasn't even five minutes later. I was sitting on my sofa looking at a pot that a plant was in, you know? I was like, that pot looks just like the Tupperware of hummus that my carrots and hummus are in. So then I went back to the fridge, and I grabbed it, and I started eating some more carrots and hummus. It was crazy. That was just like a great snack I had earlier today. Um, It was just a good snack. Uh, Real quick, though, everyone, everyone can see me, though? All right, cool. I'm just really nervous, though, about this jacket, so I just thought that I'd ask. Um, growing up, thank you. Growing up, I, um, I was a really big fan of Now CDs. Anyone here a fan of those? Yeah, they're great. And I was trying to think of what my favorite era of Now CDs are, and it's now. Like, right now. Like, now is what I call music. Now is what I call music. Um, in fourth grade, I asked Toby Wellman to the school skate. But he was already skating with Sarah Gordon. So I ended up going with Matthias Sperka, Toby's friend. Uh, do you guys ever notice that... <laughs> yeah, it's stuck with me. Um, that comedians get really thirsty during their sets. You notice that? But they never seem to really enjoy it. So if you don't mind, I'm just going to enjoy some water real quick. Okay. all part of the joke. <laughs> I'm just going to take one more sip. Ah, it's so, it's so good. Um, that's great. Glad you guys enjoyed that. <laughs> uh, I bet you're all wondering, um, Courtney, where'd you get your sweater? You're all wearing that. Um, I got from my friend Jessie. She was giving away clothes and I was like, hey, can I have that? She was like, yeah, that's sure. And you're probably like, wow, this is crazy. You've been commenting on your clothes all night. And it's just like kind of a thing I do. Like, these pants, this is the first time all day that they've matched the floor. Isn't that crazy? I've been, I have wood floors, not to brag, but I have wood floors. And then I was walking on cement, you know, just outside. And so, like, here, I'm like, like, honestly, at this point, it's like, where do my pants end? And then my body begins, you know? It's just, I should have planned this way better. You guys are probably, like, looking over there at those guys over there. Like, they're doing the set, not me. Hope they're enjoying it. Um... Yeah. My parents didn't get a DVD player until 2002. It's a pretty long time. Um, Instead, so they rented one four times at $25. Uh, 25 times four is $100. That's a solid DVD player. Uh, how many people in here grew up with pets? Anybody? Yeah, a lot of you. You can clap. You don't have to wait, raise your hand. Um, my whole life, I always wanted a pet, but my parents always said I wasn't responsible enough, and they were correct. Uh, but to prove to my parents that I was, every Wednesday at 8 p.m., I used to fill a bowl of water and then lap it up to show them that I was responsible enough to take care of a dog. It was, it's weird, yeah. It doesn't correlate. 
All right, that was. I just thought I'd try that one out. That was great. Um, I. Cool. Thanks. I did go on a. Yeah, think about it. Just let it sit in. It's a great one. Um, I've actually been looking tonight. Uh, I asked this guy. I was like, "Hey, uh, I know we just met, but would you come come to my show tonight? You know?" And he was like, "Yeah, yeah, I'll come." And uh, you know what? I think he's in here. And I think you guys, he might be the one. <laughs> I know. Don't look behind you. Look on stage. But I, I think he might be the one. Uh, hey, if you don't mind, do you think you could could play that song? When, when you get a chance, no worries. <laughs> this is for you. To do a uh, do a birthday thing, right? We have a oh, oh, but she's um she's on her way, and um, but it is her birthday, and she's uh, and so you wanted me to bring that up on the uh, yeah we could uh, we we could do that. Um, I don't know if I want to do that, but uh, no. I'm sure this woman is, uh, she's coming here from San Diego, and, uh, and she sounds like a fantastic person. And what was her name again? Wendy. Wendy is going to be here, so at the very least she's going to be on the podcast, guys. Do you know this is a podcast? Yeah. Hmm. Um, <laughs> I learn something every day. So, happy birthday to Wendy, and, and uh, I'm sorry for making you feel uncomfortable, but, uh, well, so be it. Um... <laughs> Guys, how you feeling? We're doing pretty good, right? We're, we're zipping through this, uh, this show, and uh, we're going to keep it going. Uh, coming to the stage next, he is so funny and talented, and everyone, please welcome to the stage, Drennan Davis! Drennan! Hi! Uh, hi, my name's Drennan. Um, I'm, uh, I'm gonna do some, some music tonight. Uh, 
Uh, one of one of my things I've been working on a lot is uh, our mashups. How many people know what mashups are? All right, cool. For those that don't know what mashups are, it's you just take two songs together, like songs that you know that are real familiar, and then you put them together and you make them kind of like a mediocre song. Um, I'm going to do something called unnecessary mashups. So uh, I'm just going to start. This is, this is the, the Smiths and the Doors. Okay, here we go. You know the day destroys the night And the night divides the day Try to run, try to hide Break on through to the other side And that's how that works. Cool. Jim Morrissey. All right. Uh, this is uh, Genuine and Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> Remember, unnecessary mashups. This so genuine felt. Here we go. lately uh i uh, uh one of my comedy partners we we just love like shooting these out at each other so um i brought him along tonight so please help me welcome sean keen everybody hey buddy hi um which one should we start off with should we do uh how about how about cash mouth oh cash mouth. so johnny cash and smash, smash mouth, smash mouth. <laughs> Okay. Okay, right. cool. I hear the train it come and it's rolling down the bend and I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when. I'm stuck in falls of prison and time keeps moving on. Oh Jesus. This frosted tips got me airy trucker shirts and the Shrek 2 soundtrack. 
Oh my God. Why do we come up with these? Uh, all right. Um, can we do? This is this is one of my favorite. We like to do. We usually like to do like comedians and and uh, musicians. Um, so this is Guns and Roseanne. Guns and Roseanne. Darlene, you may be a child of mine, but you sure as hell ain't sweet. <laughs> this is the dumbest thing you will see. Do one more, do one more, one more. Okay, hold on. Uh... Dan, you might think this is a paradise city, but we ain't got no grass, and the girl sure as hell ain't pretty. <laughs> Okay, okay. Um, this is my favorite one that Sean does. This is Positive Louis C.K. Positive Louis C.K. Oh, wait. There we go. I got a man. What, what has your man got to do with I got it? a man. Your man, he's a big, fat, I white, out-of-shape piece of shit. I got a your man. Your man is a fucking cunt. I, whoa, sir. <laughs> Positive Louis C.K. We were working on some... some LL... Oh, LL Cool J. Oh, LL Tool J. LL Tool J. Right. Well, let's try it. Can't do it. We don't have the supplies for. We'll tell you what the joke is, though. It's basically, um, it's just really great mashup. It's just this, right? I imagine I have five McNuggets in my mouth. Yep. Trying to sing that song. (laughs) Yeah. That's how that one was. Should we do some Christmas ones? Oh yeah, yeah. How about some Christmas ones? Let's do some Christmas ones. Um, Okay. Uh, we wrote these down here. Let's see. Your Christmas ones. You got. You want to start with, uh, with. Uh, we, you know, we are across the street from the Scientology Celebrity Center. Oh. So how about uh, a mashup of Beck and Deck the Halls? It's Beck the Halls. Yo, deck the halls with boughs of holly. Fa la 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 la. Fa la 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 la. Yeah, that one's all that one is. Back the halls. Yeah. What else we got on this list? We got. Oh, how about Police Navidad? Police Navidad. The police. 
Come on, that's something from this. Santa, who knows what he'll bring next? We've only got ten hours. Let's have some tantric sex. Santa, 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 bring games to me. Santa, 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 bring games to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, how about what other Santa? Oh, how about Santa Tana? Santa Tana, okay. Yeah. I mean, that one's really simple. It's like. So dumb. Uh, do you want to hear one for the the kids, the younger kids? What, the which one? The the ma- major laser. Oh sure, the hipper. Little drummer boy drumming on the drum, going rap a pom pom, rap a pom pom pom. Let's let's try the NWA one. Okay, okay. cool. Well, this is an unreleased. NWA Christmas song. Do you guys know who Rage Against the Machine is? Okay, I'll do that one real quick then. Thanks, thanks so much for this is a, These yeah. are thank, thank you for holding again, there. Very stupid. Thank you for your patience. Uh, this, this is our favorite one. This is the the Beach Boys and the Beastie Boys. So the 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 Beachy Boys. The Beachy Boys. <laughs> 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 
Aruba, Jamaica, ooh, I wanna take her. Bermuda, Bahama, come on, pretty mama. Chilago, Montego, baby, why do we go to Jamaica? Well, now there's a little place called Kokomo. We'll get there faster than we'll take it slow. Body is lying in the sand. Drop a girl, drink round in your head. So where you wanna go? Fantastic show, by the way. Thanks, buddy. Um, how you feeling? I'm good, man. Yeah, feeling good. good. I, that was a lot of screaming for me. Is that is it uh, is it stressful doing that? Sometimes. I feel like yeah. music. How do you feel like like music? I always think as a comedian, um, when there's silence, it is so intimate and personal. Right. Uh, to the point where, I, of course, I want to just kill the whole crowd. Uh-huh. <laughs> but like when you're when you're performing uh, music. Just like music-wise, like, do you, are you still super in tune with how the audience is reacting? Oh yeah, totally. Really? I mean, it's harder to hear them sometimes. So sometimes, like, uh, especially if it's a loud song, I yeah. really don't know how well it's doing unless the crowd is like louder than me. Which, right. You know, it's hard to do if I'm doing like some like heavy rock song. Or, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, and how do you respond? Like, what is your response uh, when like the you are not getting the response you want from a crowd and a song? To usually just is it rage as well. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. I mean, the nice thing about what I've been doing lately is that that radio thing. I can just change the dial and like, I can yeah, just, I can just bail on a bit. Mid- oh, dream. Yeah, dream. <laughs> um, but I guess that's how I. I don't know. Like, I just try to figure out like what yeah. they're into. You know, how'd you feel tonight about this? It was great. That yeah, was great. I thought you had a great set. No, I thought you were great. Thanks, man. And uh, and everything. Tell me about Christmas. What are you doing for Christmas? Uh, I'm going uh, to the Bay to, uh, and then uh, yeah, I guess I'll be in the Bay for like three three weeks or something like that. Yeah. The editing Bay. You're gonna edit for yeah, yeah. three three four weeks. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's uh, intense. Biggest loser. Okay. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. Um, that's exciting. Are, do you look forward to going back? Um, home. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I go I go back a lot. I live in San Francisco. I know. I see my parents so much, I still find it annoying. Do your parents live here, or where do they live? They live in Michigan. Oh. And and yet, I know, <laughs> and yet I see them so much, I'm still like, ugh, this shit again? Uh, Every time. But I like, I like that, because I like seeing them so much, it's annoying still. Because totally. if I saw them once a year, I would I would be like, oh, yeah, right. I don't want this to end. Yeah, right. And now when I'm done with my fourth visit of the year, I'm like, oh, get me the fuck out of here. Nice you know? to take them for granted. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Have you done your shopping and everything? Uh, no, not really. Yeah. Not really. I feel like, you know, Karen and I just came up with an album, so I feel like we're just going to give the album to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for doing the show. You were fantastic. And I love seeing Thanks, you. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. Let's see we'll you see you soon, Dredd. We'll see you soon. God, keep it going, Brandon, everyone. All right. And uh, once again, we're going to keep the show moving. You ready for your next performer? Oh, she is so funny and talented. She has an album out called Intimate Apparel. Everyone, please welcome Rye Silverman. Keep it going for Brett, guys. Give it up for him. All right. Get it out of the way for the last time I've been on the show. I'm still transgender. I'm still adorable. Let's get used to that, and we'll move on from there. Excited. It's been a, it's been a big year for me. I'm actually transitioning this year. I'm on hormones, which has been fun, because I was out for a long time, but I was, like, not doing hormones. And now I'm on it, and I was talking to my doctor about it recently, and she's giving me, like, my... my 
like prognosis, whatever, like my, my feedback for like checkup, whatever. And she's like, okay, so your hormones are coming in great. Things are going good on that. Uh, but we did notice your cholesterol levels are really high. And we're going to ask you to lay off fast food because that is unnatural. <laughs> anyway, your boobs are growing in great. But <laughs> ask you to lay off the Big Mac because that is against God's will. It's been a weird experience. I'm, I'm wearing a wig tonight. I, I didn't used to wear wigs at all. I, didn't, I had kind of short hair, and I didn't like wearing wigs. I thought it was like a weird like assimilation kind of thing. where like Because I, I got like this thing where I was being very stubborn because a friend of mine was like, well, you know, maybe if you wore wigs or like had longer hair, then people would accept you more as a woman. And I'm like, oh, is that the thing? <laughs> is that the one thing I'm not doing that's making it all not come together? Like, just waiting on my Diane Sawyer interview, as long as I had long hair, it'd be totally cool. That's what we're talking about. But uh, two things happened this year. First of all, like I said, I started transitioning. I also, I went to get my hair cut. I was growing my hair out, and I went to get it cut. And what I said was, I'm growing it out. Go ahead and layer it so it grows out better. And what the lady heard was, I'm definitely a man. Cut it as short as you can. <laughs> Because that's what she did. And then the other thing that happened this year is apparently I just got really into cosplay this year. Uh, never was before, but now I'm 33. I'm a lady, and apparently I'm a big fan of being Draco Malfoy as a lady. So <laughs> wigs are kind of cool again. So we'll deal with that. I've been trying to date, which has been a little tough because I, I, I'm a lesbian. I like women. I date women. And people don't understand that you can be both trans and a woman, which doesn't seem like it'd be that complicated. But boy, is it complicated, apparently. <laughs> And a, a Venn diagram is not a great first date conversation. We're like, we're like, lady, lady who likes ladies on my, my... So I think, at this point, I think it'd be easier for me to date if instead of a trans lesbian, I was just Frankenstein's monster. Like, like first date, you're like, ah, before we get appetizers, let's just call the elephant in the room what it is. Uh, yes, technically I am seven corpses sewn together. <laughs> But it's totally cool. Like, I'm totally alive. My dad told me. <laughs> He's a doctor, so. <laughs> well, he didn't so much tell me as he screamed it at the heavens when I was born, but <laughs> I, mean, I got the gist of it. Here's how lonely I am right now. I, uh, I was thinking about it recently, and I, I realized that the full-body pillow that you can buy for, like, your bed is, like, the single saddest invention that I also kind of totally understand. <laughs> like, I can imagine a meeting where someone's, like, pitching that, and they're like, hey, guys, we got a good idea for some, some products. What if, we got, I got it. what if we made a pillow that was the same size as another person that you could then, like, lay in bed with and cuddle? <laughs> Everyone else was just like, Dave, are you doing Okay. <laughs> No, it's a genius idea. We're definitely going to sell it. But let's talk about you for a second, buddy. <laughs> no, we have on-site self-care help. <laughs> She's not coming back, man. Just let it go. It's not a real person, guys. It's fine. He has a job. He's, if he was real, he works at Bad Bath & Beyond. He gets benefits. Don't worry about it. He gets like 20% off coupons for health insurance in the mail like, every few months. It's a good ad lib. I might use that in the act from now on. I, uh, I, more, tra more transitioning stuff. I have a note. I got my doctor has to give me a note that I have to give to a judge that says that I can be a lady, uh, which is weird that I have a note from my doctor that says I'm legally <laughs> allowed to be a lady. And then I got a permission slip from my mom so I can go on the field trip. 
to Sephora. <laughs> I learned about concealers. Um, but I was telling my friend that, and my friend's like, that's weird. Like, a doctor can't just decide that for you. I'm like, hang on a second. Let's not go down that road. Because I live in Southern California, where all of my friends have notes from their doctors and say they're legally, medically required to smoke pot. <laughs> oh, but now is where we're going to start questioning what doctors have to say. Oh, okay. Okay, insomnia, Steve. Yeah, I think we're all going to agree to <laughs> support what they say. I... Uh, I Got a weird thing happened recently. I was flying to Portland and I got flagged going through TSA because of who I am, which is a weird thing to have happen. Uh, and it's you might have think you might have heard about this on the internet, and that wasn't me. That's a different trans lady. That's just how often this happens apparently with TSA. And so I go through the machine and they stop me. And basically what happened is they they scanned my body and they were like, "Lady," which is cool of them. And then I went through and then they like found a section down here. Like it's so weird when you stop and you look at like a screen that's saying why you're dangerous and it's just your junk. It's like, just a yellow box, like right here is the problem area. We call this the danger zone in the business. And then they go, okay, well, we're going to have, to just have you go through the machine again. I'm like, okay, that's totally fine. And I know what happened was they pushed man the second time and they put me in. Because when I stepped back in the machine, then this section, the ladies came out and they were like, oh, we have two danger zones up here now. We don't know what to do with you at this point. So then I'm talking, I'm like, you know what? I just want to get on my plane. I'm totally chill. I'm like, just, just give me a pat down. I don't care. I'll do a pat down. And the thing, it's funny, we had this long standoff because... The TSA was being too progressive, which is great, but they were like, they just assumed that I definitely would not want a male agent to do it. And so they like, we're going to wait for like a, a female agent. But the lady in front, and I didn't want, I, I, I'm just like, whatever, it's easier for you guys. That's why I get on my plane. But the lady in front of me, who's like the security guard, the TSA agent, she just goes, so if I reach up there, am I going to find something? And I'm like, you know we've just been through, right? This whole process, like you've been here the whole time I've been here. You know you're going to find something. There's a box on a machine. And then she goes, no, what I'm trying to say is, am I going to find a weapon up there? I'm like, do you mean like in a sociological sense? Because... Because then, yes, definitely. Um, you're going to find the cause of all the war. So be careful of that. And she goes, no, what I'm saying is I don't want to reach up there and grab anything. I'm like, I don't want you to do that either. What do you think this is for me? This is not some long, lifetime, elaborate ruse to get my fix for a high-security hand job. What are you doing? It's like not at all. I just want to get on my plane. I'm going to Portland. Is that not enough to just let this be a thing for me? Like... How could that even be my fetish? Like, in order for that fetish to be a thing, I would have had to also be involved in causing 9-11 to make heightened security at the airport. That is a weird-ass inside job. Hormones cannot melt steel beams. <laughs> Ridiculous ending for that joke. So they, the, the way it ended was, like, so she didn't want to do it. I didn't want to make her do it. I'm not that kind of person. And then she's like, no, we're just going to call somebody who's okay with it. I'm like, that's a thing? Like, you guys... <laughs> You guys have a roster at the airport where it's like, all right, if somebody comes by and we got to grab their junk, we know we got to call Tabitha because she's a freak and she's into that stuff. So, like, it's just every morning the roster. It's like it's like when you work at like a like when you work at like a retail store and like, oh, Jerry has the keys. They're like, oh, Tasha has the right glove. That's what it. That's cool. I um. Uh, I travel a lot doing comedy, and I, I used to travel a lot more, but I, I, then I started, like, this happened, and then, like, half the country's like, we don't want to see you anymore. Uh, so I did this gig. That's not true. I'm just a coward. But uh, 
I, I did a gig one time in a town called Smith Station, Alabama, where I wore pants. And I did this gig. And part of the deal when you're on the road doing comedy is they put you up in a hotel room. And I went to check into my room, and I realized immediately, I'm like, I can't stay in this room because it was missing uh, very important details. Like, you, you expect a hotel to have certain things. Like, I like to have a coffee pot. If you don't have it, it's fine. I can go to a gas station. But uh, they were missing a door. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have ever had the experience of having to complain to the front desk at a motel if there's not a door attached to your room, but you will not be prepared to have that conversation. <laughs> but I walk in, I'm like talking to the girl, I'm like, hey, I'm sorry to interrupt your Netflix, but I just want to let you know there's not a door attached to my room. And she stops and she looks at me with her good eye. <laughs> and she just goes, oh, come on. I mean, no one's going to take your stuff. And I'm like, wait, what? You're seriously, your, your excuse for that situation is no one's going to take your stuff. So you're telling me you went out there and you asked all of them. <laughs> and they and all agree that no one's going to take my stuff. I'll tell you guys right now, I don't believe them because at least one of them took the door. <laughs> right, thank you guys very much. I'm right, so good night. <laughs> We have a couple comics left, uh, so we're going to get on with the last two comics, everyone. Coming to stage next, uh, she's so funny and so amazing, and I love her. She's also from Canada, and she just found out today that she uh, got her work visa, I believe, and that she can now work uh, legally in the country. So that's exciting, right? Everyone, please welcome Georgia Brooks. Georgia! Hi. Uh, yeah, I can. I'm one of you guys, except for I can't vote or work in Starbucks. But I'm one of you guys. <laughs> I have almost all the rights except for making coffee. <laughs> um, yeah, it's great. Happy holidays. No one said that yet. I don't think. What assholes? <laughs> Everyone on this show's a jerk, except for me. I'm a really good person. It's probably because I'm not from here. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty bummed out, though, because even though I got approved today to stay here, and I will not stop talking about it, but I, um, I'm, I, 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 can't, I can't go home for the holidays, um, which is a huge... I know some people don't like their families, but I, I come from, like, a really great family, so I'm really upset about not going home for Christmas, you know? Like, and it's, like, my biggest problem because I'm just white, so that's all that's going on <laughs> for me. I'm pretty upset I'm not going home because uh, I can't leave the country. I can't leave the United States. Uh, and doesn't, like, if I was just like, yeah, I'm not allowed to leave the United States and you didn't know anything about me, you'd be like, man, she's fucking cool. <laughs> right? You're like, what did she do <laughs> that the rest of the world doesn't want her, you know? There's a, I, I, in the middle of me saying that, I was like, there's probably a lot of Americans the rest of the world doesn't want. Uh, Trump. <laughs> Trump, Trump, Trump. The other thing, though, is so I'm not going home for Christmas, but like, uh, and also, you know, I'm just going to start out with a bunch of bummers. My grandma died this year, uh, which sucks, except for I got her wedding and engagement ring, so I am having fun. But uh, she, you know, so she's also not going to be at Christmas this year. And I'm just kind of thinking, like, I know she's dead, but like, if she was able to, like, do you think she'd be kind of pissed that I'm kind of stealing her thunder? <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's like, they're gonna be like, ah, oh, Grandma's not here. But neither is Georgia! <laughs> and then I'm gonna FaceTime in, so, you know, give them a little treat. There's no way she's doing that. No way. Because she, she doesn't know how to use an iPhone. 
That's why. <laughs> oh, thank you. Was, I just came up with that part right now. I swear it. You guys can look me up. Um, you don't have to. I, uh, I babysit kids and I walk dogs, so basically I'm just living the worst parts of other people's lives. <laughs> The other day, my boss came home, and she was like, hey, how was your day? And I was like, it was great. It went by really quick. And then I was thinking about it, and I was like, wow, uh, what a sad time in my life when all that constitutes a good day is simply if it passed quickly. (laughs) That's it. That's where I'm at. (laughs) I was in a pretty terrible car accident in the summer. Not so terrible that... I can't walk. I don't know why I said that. I, I just mean it was bad. <laughs> I uh, totaled, just at the end of summer, I decided to total my car because I was just like having such a great summer. I was like, why, why not end it with a bang, you know? <laughs> so I wrecked my car and I had to go immediately to the hospital to get x-rays and stuff. And you guys know when you get x-rays, those like flat beanbaggy things that they drape over your body. Do you know what I'm talking about? Okay, a lot of people with insurance. It's big. That's unusual for a comedy crowd. Um, yeah. Congratulations. So I was getting in. The x-ray technician, he held up one of those beanbaggy things, and he goes, I'm just going to drape this right over your uterus in case you want to have kids someday. <laughs> and I was like, fucking skip it. <laughs> You know, like, at least if nothing else, I'm never going to have to pay for an abortion. So that's great. Um, Being from Canada, we actually get those for free. Not uh, car accidents. We get abortions for free. (laughs) You get five, and then they're like, all right, well, we respect your choice, but you're being a drain on the system. So (laughs) you're going to have to cut it out. Keep it in. You're going to have to keep it in. Keep it in. This... These two chicks love me. <laughs> the most applause ranks. You are the two people who were like in the office being like, we should approve her for that visa. <laughs> so thank you. Was, I really love you guys so much. Um, I'm all for women's rights. Wow, what a bold stance. Um, <laughs> all for women's rights. Did you guys know in Pennsylvania they have a museum of women's history? Isn't that cool? I think that's really fucking cool. I was driving through Pennsylvania and I saw a sign on the side of the road that said next exit, museum of women's history. And I was like, fuck yeah. Like, hell yeah, right? Like, fuck. We should have like 28 of those. Like, hell yeah. <laughs> and I would have gone, but my boyfriend said no. So. <laughs> We just went straight on to Gettysburg. <laughs> I, I will say one thing about Gettysburg. It loves being a punchline. <laughs> so, okay. Um, you know, I had to get one joke not funny. I had to not do well on one bit. Uh, where, where, what's happening? Oh, we're doing comedy? Very fun. I see that. I see the light, and I do also agree with you. So... Uh, <laughs> Do you guys think it's suspicious that the people who argue against gay marriage by being like, then what's to stop somebody from marrying their dog? (laughs) Are like also the same people who are most likely to marry their dog? (laughs) Every time I hear that, I'm like, ooh, did you forget to finish your thought? Because, like, I feel like what you meant to say was, if gay people get married, then what's to stop somebody from marrying their dog? Hope it's nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta get to Patches before the horse does. (laughs) Oh, this is far. Um... (laughs) 
I don't know why I put it all the way over there. It was really stupid. I knew I was going to have to end my set, so I don't know. One time, uh, one time a boyfriend broke up with me because he got cancer. And then he survived. <laughs> what a fucking asshole. <laughs> you know, you can't go kill yourself. Now he's just like still skateboarding, no problems, you know? Real dick. Good night, guys. <laughs> Georgia, everyone, are you ready? Are you ready for your final performer? He is always on TV, and I love sexually harassing him, everyone. Please welcome to the stage Hampton Yunt. Hampton! What? This is the first I've ever heard I'm always on TV. The first anyone has ever told me. How are you guys? Only uh, six more comics? <laughs> Clearly the show is over. Uh, how is it? How is it? How is everybody's childhood? Cool. All right, yeah! This is going to be a weird set. <laughs> Why has no one talked about this room yet? That there's just a part of where your, your face becomes green. Is it green yet? Yes. And when does it? Now it's like. <laughs> but here it's here it's like I'm a good boy, and then here it's just like yeah, I want to fuck, I want to steal Christmas, I'm gonna steal Christmas. That's uh, part of campaigns, <laughs> Trump's campaign policies, to steal Christmas. They're gonna find out <laughs> how to steal Christmas. My family didn't show up. I'm just kidding. They're all dead. <laughs> ah, the holidays. I'm having fun. Like this jacket, it's way too cool. <laughs> it's like a cool dude jacket. I like it because it makes me feel like a spy. And uh, I was watching shows like Homeland and stuff where people have to do a lot of spying and they'll have to like wear a wire all the time, and I just want to do a character. It's be like a dude in Homeland, and he's just like wearing the most obvious wire of all time. Should be like this. <laughs> so, uh, so I, I heard they were playing another 9/11. <laughs> comics that humps the stool. I would like, though, a comic who's just clearly never had sex before. He's like, I was fucking this chick the other night, like, yeah! Woo! Yeah! Yeah! What happened to you? 
Communist systems. <laughs> She's more stool than woman. Now I feel cold. All right. This wasn't the set I planned or you planned. So how do you feel? Eh. Actually, my favorite uh, holiday is Halloween. Uh, <laughs> it, you know, I like the presence of uh, Christmas, but Halloween, I love being scared. I love it. It's so fun. And I'll go to like Halloween Horror Nights, which is great. If you hate your money, go to Halloween Horror Nights. <laughs> it's amazing. It is so much money. Uh, to have the professionals scare you. The professionals. They're just out-of-work actors. They're really desperate to scare you. And I love it. And I, last, last year, when I went to Halloween Horror Nights, you go through like these mazes, and they like pop out to scare you. They come out of these closets, and I'm like, bah! And uh, I was going through one of these mazes, and a dude came out of the closet, and he had on this like skeletal goat face mask. He was like, in the, he's drenched in these black shrouds. He was on these four stilts, and it popped out, and he stepped on my foot really hard. And I just went, ah! And he went, oh, sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> On the stills, just, oh, sorry, no. Back into the shadows. Still doing the voice. Never stop doing the voice. Oh, God, don't, please don't tell Satan that I fucked up. Oh, God, I need this. Can't go back to work at Hell Chipotle. And it's that professionalism that I so admire. <laughs> I'm exhausted from taking off my coat. Out of shape. <laughs> Too much laughter from you. It's a rueful amount. <laughs> it's like I wronged you in a previous life. <laughs> Is that what you like? That kind of physical comedy? Pump it up the laughs! <laughs> Swear to God, I've got jokes. <laughs> this is fake. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I found a rat in my apartment recently, and I know it was a rat and not a mouse, because my friends are like, oh, maybe it was a mouse. I know it was a rat and not a mouse, because at first I thought it was a cat. <laughs> I thought a cat <laughs> had gotten into my place. And I walked in, I saw it on top of my fridge. I was like, oh, my cat's on top of the fridge. I don't own a cat. This is horrifying. <laughs> and then it disappeared into the wall, as only ghosts and rats are able to do. So I narrowed it down to probably a rat. And I was actually super relieved to find out that it was just a rat. Like, in my place, people, like, got really bummed. For, I was, like, so relieved. Because, like, for, like, the last two months, I just thought, like, I was, like, a spiraling-out alcoholic. <laughs> Like, I just, I drink, but, like, I get up in the morning, like, see my place in such disarray and just, like, chastise myself in the mirror and be like, Hampton, what the fuck? Let me get this straight. You smoked a joint. You drank half a bottle of vodka. You passed out. You got up in the middle of the night. You chewed through the side of a bag of Doritos. And then you went back to bed, man? And then it turned out I just have a rat. Not chewing through things to get to food. It's not as bad as I thought. Hampton! There's more examples. Hampton! Let me get this straight! You smoke two joints. You drink a bottle of 7-Eleven wine. It's good. Why do people get so weird? 
the 7-Eleven vineyards are all throughout Europe. <laughs> Next to the taquito farms in Tuscany, <laughs> where my grandparents proudly worked. So, you know, you're gonna destroy <laughs> You smoke two joints. You drink a bottle of 7-Eleven wine. You passed out. You got up in the middle of the night and just cut your shit into a bunch of piles of tiny little turds around your kitchen. You're cutting up your shit into smaller piles of shit. What the fuck are you not dealing with? And then it turned out, I just have a vermin situation. I'm not chopping up my shit. <laughs> Big relief. <laughs> Super relieved dude up here. Um, I like this. This that, I like how you guys got really quiet. <laughs> I've, I've been doing comedy a little while, and uh, I think of like all the funny like comments that people say to comics after shows. There, I mean, people are always like, "Oh, comedy is that's, a, that's probably pretty brave." Like, I think people who talk to comics after shows are far more brave. Because, <laughs> like, I'll get comments like after shows, which will be like, "It seems like you couldn't hear the laughs." It seems like you couldn't hear the laughter. Oh, is that the most likely option? That I just can't hear? <laughs> That's so cocky to me. Hey, you're probably deaf. That's what... She's mad, but... <laughs> Did that make it better? Uh, guns. It was on everyone's mind. I think... Uh, I'm very anti-gun, but I am pro-gun and fantasy. Like, when it's fantasy, I'm really on board. And even when I'm, like, reading stuff where there's no guns. Like, every time I read the Harry Potter series of books or watch those movies, I'm just like, why is there no character who, like, also has a gun? Right? Like, all this magic shit's always popping off where they can't, oh, I can't cast the spell because of the amulet of reversal. There should have been one kid who's like, oh, I got it! <laughs> It's like this weird American foreign exchange student. <laughs> Kevin from America. I got Harry! I took care of Voldemort for us! I'm your best friend! That was the hall monitor. He doesn't... <laughs> is it Voldemort or is it Voldemort? J.K. Rowling said recently, oh, it's Voldemort. She keeps releasing like all these facts like after the books have come out, and now she's releasing these facts... I reread the first book. I think she started the Harry Potter series of books as a suicide note, and it's just spun like way out of control. Way out of her control. Like, you know what I mean? Like, here's the facts about J.K. Rowling. She has depression. She's talked about her suicide attempts. She was like a failed author for a long time. She was a school teacher. And then she wrote the first Harry Potter book. So then when you know those facts, like going into that creation story, it kind of like changes. You can imagine her now just like, oh, no one wants to buy my books, huh? I'll write a book for you. It's about a kid wizard. His name's Harry. He hangs out with all his fucking wizard friends. They all go to school together. They're so fucking happy. They got a dumb teacher. His name's Dumbledore. He's so fucking dumb. And then everyone in the country is like, that's the best book I've ever read. That's the best book I've ever read. And she's like mad. And then by the fourth book, she's like, ah, fuck it. But I'll start killing the kids. And we're like, we love it when you kill the kids. We love it when you kill the kids. Kill kids every book. Just mass piles of dead kids. 
And now she's like releasing facts after the books have come out, just to like fuck with people. Like she's mad that people like it. She'll be like, oh, Dumbledore was gay. Like that had nothing to do with his character at all. Well, he loved to suck dick. I'll tell you that for free. Loved it. Imagine your grandfather kissing another grandfather. It's basically, I just forgot to write those chapters. Oh, it's, it's not Voldemort, it's Voldemort. Oh, I wish you'd said something before we made eight fucking movies. You could have said anything for like the last 10 years. She should just like fuck with people now and be like, oh, Harry was black. You all assumed he was white. You're racist. You guys have had a lot of fun and thank you very much for your time. I'm gonna give it back to your wonderful host, Brent Sullivan. the show. Thank you for coming out. I believe Cameron and Maria will be back uh, next week. Um, thanks for coming, everyone. Take care. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap. Your hands together. Put your hands together. This is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Fake nuts. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Ah, uh, yes. I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> Ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.